Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor and today our guest is Jana Shogren. Jana is the Executive Director of Bridges of Hope. Jana, welcome back to Community Focus. Thank you for having me, you guys. Yeah. Um, here to talk about a, a special event that's coming up and also a problem that we have here in, well, we have it across the United States, don't we? And that's the problem of homelessness. Absolutely. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, you know, some people don't realize that we do have an an issue with homelessness, with people who are unsheltered in our community. You know, we don't maybe look like a big city where you see people set up on Washington Street sleeping outside. Yeah. Um, you know, but the fact is that people are doubling up. You know, they're staying with friends and family sometimes, which can put those friends and families leases at jeopardy. Sometimes people don't know that, but that can be a lease violation what? to have somebody staying with you that isn't on your lease. We have people that are sleeping near trails. We have people that are sleeping under bridges. Um, we know of a small group of youth even that have kind of huddled together and are, are seeking shelter and kind of taking care of each other a little bit. So um, we also know from last year, Crowing County had a protective sheltering program that they, they did with a hotel vouchering system. That's very different than what we are planning to do. But they housed 30 people a night on average last wow. year. Wow. Yeah. yeah, so we do have an issue. We do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's uh, amazing. I know I've been to warm weather states uh, in the winter, and uh, there's no secret. Those cities have huge homeless problems, but they sleep outdoors, and usually the temperature is not an issue. Right. We don't have that uh, <laughs> same situation in Minnesota, nope, do we? No, it's feeling pretty chilly outside here. Yeah. And the idea that anyone would ever have to sleep outside saddens me, but especially yeah. when our, our temperatures plummet like they're about to, it just is doesn't seem right to me that the best solution we can offer for folks in our community is a, a bus ticket to St. Cloud to the closest shelter. We need to have a solution locally to take care of our neighbors here in our town. Yeah. And when you say that, that up until now has been one of the solutions? That's if really, yeah, that's the best solution that we can offer somebody right now. And and wow. the message that I try to share is that just because someone's unsheltered doesn't mean they're not connected in their community. Right. They may have a job that they need to get to, even though they aren't sheltered. They may have children in the community. There are ties. They know where they can go and stay warm during the day. This is still home, even if there isn't a roof over their head. So we we have gotten together with some local groups over the past few months. And we have decided we need to, to tackle this. And we're, we've come up with a solution. Some people may have read in the dispatch last week. We've identified a location. It's at 1919 South 6th Street. We are working with the Brainerd City Council right now. They were very gracious to hear what we were doing and are working with us on language to hopefully have um, an interim use permit so we can use this space as what's called a warming shelter. Now, some people associate, they, they say, well, a warming house, you know, they think about mm-hmm. hockey. So it's not that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, no. So essentially what a warming shelter is, is a place where people can check in, we'll say at 8 p.m. If you don't have any place to stay, it's a low barrier, but a high expectation environment. We'll have trained staff, paid staff. It'll be supervised all the time. You check in, you check in your belongings. We'll have cots, pillows, blankets. So you literally have a warm place to sleep. Maybe a bottle of water, granola bar if you haven't eaten that day. But it's it's just so you don't have to be sleeping out in the elements. And then folks check out in the morning and go about whatever else they would have done during the day. But at least you're not sleeping outside in the cold. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, give us a little uh, genesis on this. How did yeah. this start? How did this come yeah, about? Yeah. Well, I so I tell people I've lived in Brainerd for 20 years. 
And I have been a part of conversations around homelessness for every one of those 20 years. And I'm guessing the conversation predates me. We had a program called New Pathways for a while. That doesn't exist anymore. Area churches. So, yes, there, area yeah. churches were involved. So, so our group got together back in June. Area nonprofits, faith community, law enforcement is involved. And we've been meeting since June, which really isn't that long. Our group has grown from about eight people to 30 plus people. Wonderful. Every meeting we have gets bigger. And we just decided that we needed to tackle like a bite-sized issue of this issue, so to speak. You know, yeah. so we are working with people who are 18 plus and where it's going to be 20 or fewer people per night. Um, like I said, supervised, we've hired Ann Honeycutt, who is a retired law enforcement officer who then went back to school to get a social work degree. So talk about a perfect mm-hmm. person, perfect background wow. to interact with this population and run a safe shelter that's a good experience for the guests and a good experience for the community. So that that's really what it's how it's come to be is we just finally as a group said this needs to happen by this winter. We just got mm-hmm. bold and we got down to business and we're really close to making it happen. Of course, you know, the spot is important, the staffing was important and fundraising now is a big push that we're working on next. Yeah, because uh, you have to have, what, beds, blankets, pillows. You're going to need some items. Uh, the facility itself, exactly. uh, was that gifted to you? Or? No, we will have to pay a lease on that. Yeah, you know, So we're, so we're you know contributing back to the community that way. We're paying our way with this thing. But we do. So we've been writing grants. We've been appealing to local churches. We think this is about a $225,000 project to get started. Again, because we need a place and we need a trained, supervised staff. And so, and like you said, cots, pillows, blankets, all of those things, a little bit of renovations to the space once we hopefully get this permit issued to us. I'm excited to say we've already raised about $157,000 toward the project. So people are receptive to this project. And then next week, I'm really excited to share with people, you maybe have started seeing something. We have an event called Sleep Out, very simple, but then we have a tagline so others can sleep inside. Mm-hmm. So we literally have a team of awesome volunteers who have are volunteering to basically spend a night in these folks' shoes, essentially. So next week at Bethlehem Lutheran Church, starting on November 1st, we will have at least two, sometimes three, sometimes eight people a night who have volunteered to sleep outside at the churchyard. Wow. They will have um, a piece of cardboard, a sleeping bag, and a tarp. No tents. This isn't like a fun campfire sort of campout situation. This is literally um, an exercise in sacrifice survival and too. survival. <laughs> yes, and, and understanding what people are going through and helping to raise awareness. I mean, we have folks like um, Pastor Eric um, Holst from Timberwood Church, Tim Holmes, Brainerd Fire Chief. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Eric Klang. We have um, Dr. Tim Dirks. I mean, we've got just a lot of people who um, Quizbergs are going to stay out. Um, so they have said, you know, People need to realize this is an issue. Some folks knew about this. Some folks didn't know this was an issue until we talked about it with them. And then they said, yeah, I'm all in. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sign up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to experience what this is like to raise awareness so other people know this is an issue in our community. Mm. So how can the general public help? Are you looking for people to join your group? Are you looking for, obviously, donations, that kind of thing? What do you need? The biggest thing we need, to be perfectly honest, we need people who care about this issue right now to contribute. You can go to bridgesofhopemn.org and front and center on our homepage, we have 
information about the sleep out, you can click on the warming shelter tab to learn more about the project itself and you can click and give. And what's very exciting. So we have a huge goal next week. We're trying to secure the funding we need to get the shelter off the ground for the first year. So we need to raise $70,000 next week, which is a lot of money, 70K in seven Mm -hmm. days. However, we have matching funds. We have $70,000 in matching funds. Holy cow. So for every dollar contributed next week, even starting now, honestly, our funders, they're they're open to it. You know, they say, go ahead and start giving. It's Hallett Charitable Trust. It's Initiative Foundation. It's Crowing Power Community Trust. And then we have an anonymous donor, too, who cares about this project but just doesn't want, you know, they don't need the recognition. Right. Um, So, yeah, you can click and give. We have a, a PayPal link off of our website. And every dollar given starting now through next week will be matched up to $70,000. we got to work on this, people. Yes. Yeah. And obviously, uh, the money, you're going to continue to need more because if we're going to make this a reality, it's, it's going to continue to cost to run it. It's need upkeep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we hope to be able to expand in the future. We really wanted to start with a, a certain group of people, like I said, 18 plus. But we know there are people with children in arms that are homeless. We know that there are youth who are homeless and we really do want to in the future address those populations as well. But we know it's really important to do this project and to do it right to Mm -hmm. start with. So we've decided to start small and do what we can and do it really, really well. That's good. Yeah. I was going to say with the new pathways program, we know from the churches that we're volunteering, there are families out there, there are teens out there, but you have to start somewhere so this is the way we kick it off, and then we'll see what happens. We do, absolutely. Some people have asked, too, if they want to sleep out, mm-hmm. there is still the opportunity to do that. So you can call us at Bridges of Hope, 825-7682. We'll get you in touch with Eric, who is leading up our volunteers. If you're someone who's willing to grab that piece of cardboard, bring your tent and your tarp, and sleep out to sleeping see what bag, it's no like. Tent, sleeping bag, sleeping <laughs> bag. Excuse me. Yes, did I say? No, yeah. sleeping bag and tarp. Yes, yes. thank you. No tents. You're right. So, you know, we'll we'll take you over there. We'll tell you what it's all about. The other thing is maybe maybe you just can't make that commitment. You know, you're not able to. Every evening from 9 to 10 p.m., we invite people to gather, offer support, visit with people about what their motivation is for sleeping out. Maybe pray for them that night. Mm-hmm. Um, we invite that. You know, please, please come over. It's Again, it's not a social gathering. This mm-hmm. isn't meant to be, you know... It, not that it can't be fun as well, but we really, these folks are serious about raising um, awareness about this being a real issue. You know, yeah. this and is people are sleeping outside who don't have a choice to. These folks are choosing to to take this experience, but we have many people in our community who don't get that choice. They have to sleep outside at night. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Very interesting. You know, and uh, I think these guys are going to be out there in what you and I have been calling Tess some pretty frosty Ooh. mornings here in the Lakes area. Yeah. But just think uh, what January would be like without Can't a shelter. Rate. I know. Yeah. So we want to make this a reality. I mean, the city is working with us. We still have some some steps to take, absolutely. But the reality is, you guys, that if we raise this money mm-hmm. and we continue on the path around with the city, we could open this thing December, maybe in December, but I think by January we could get this thing open because, like you said, I can't even fathom people sleeping outside. Yeah, TikTok right. times away now, right? let alone in mm-hmm. January. Okay. What do you? Um, I understand the funds, but 
is there a way someone could maybe donate pillows, blankets, cots, that kind of thing? Or are you, is that already taken care of? So there will be opportunities. We could absolutely see doing a bedding drive and that kind of thing. We do want to have a certain type of cot. But again, if some people are very concrete and they want to know that. So once we've identified the furniture that we need, we would love people to sponsor a cot, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it would be X number yeah. of dollars. Yeah. Maybe a church could do that. Maybe a group of folks at work could get together. So stay tuned. We're going to try to boil it down into those bite-sized pieces of exactly what a hundred and five hundred dollars can do. So stay mm-hmm. tuned next week. But yeah, and also there will be volunteer opportunities. Like I said, this is going to be uh, a, a staff, a paid staff, trained staff. However, we will absolutely need people to help check people in, be Volunteers. a friendly face, so get people settled in. Yes, maybe keep the coffee on, come in the morning and, and switch bedding out and that kind of thing. There will absolutely be volunteer opportunities as well. All right. Well, it sounds like the most important thing right now to start is to get that money donated. It and really that is. you can do right there at the Bridges of Hope website, bridgesofhopemn.org. Remind us again, uh, uh, where would we go if we want to try and sleep outdoors with these other volunteers? Yep, absolutely. So contact us at Bridges of Hope first so we know to expect you. Give us a call, 825-7682. Otherwise, the commitment will be from 9 p.m. to about 7 a.m. each night, um, excuse, November 1st through November 8th next week. So the first week of November, which is actually um, National Homelessness Awareness Month as well. So that's part of why we're doing this mm-hmm. now, to kick off the month, to raise the funds where needed, and to get people inside. Nobody should have to sleep outside. That is a fact. Yeah. Man. <laughs> well, Jana, thank you for being here to talk about it. Thanks for uh, all the work that you and your committee are doing to make this a reality because Absolutely. it is much needed since New Pathways went away. So. Absolutely. Yep. And for our listeners, again, easiest thing to do, make that donation. Bridgesofhopemn.org is the website to go to. Let's go there now. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, yeah. thank you. And your dollars will be matched. Remember That's that. That's right, yeah. too. Yeah. Yep. Great. All right. Jana, thank yep. you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Jana. Jana Shogren is the executive director of Bridges of Hope. As we try and get that warming shelter up and running for this winter, again, bridgesofhopemn.org. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs are available to listen to anytime. They're on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center. Ladies, we know what we want from our birth control. But what about what's in our birth control? That's why I chose the 100% hormone-free Paragard intrauterine copper contraceptive. It's the only birth control that uses just one simple active ingredient to prevent pregnancy over 99% of the time, with no hormones and no daily routines. Paragard is a small IUD that prevents pregnancy for up to 10 years using copper. Ready to get what you want? Talk to your healthcare provider to see if Paragard could be right for you. Don't use if you have a pelvic infection, including PID, get infections easily, certain cancers, Wilson's disease, or a copper allergy. Pregnancy is rare but can be life-threatening and cause infertility or loss of pregnancy. Paragard may attach to or go through the uterus. Tell your healthcare provider if you miss a period, have abdominal pain, or it comes out. At first, periods may become heavier and longer with spotting in between. It won't protect against HIV or STDs. For product information or to learn more, visit Paragard.com.